What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and music is for the people. We at Rockstrikes10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels or hopefully the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock
welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. Okay, so let me explain what I'm doing here on the show. We did open up the show with, obviously, a cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit, the Nirvana classic, the now classic, iconic rock and roll song. I, I, I kind of look at that song now as like a back in black or, you know, that that's what I call it. The back in black factor or the walk this way factor. You've heard that song a billion times. You'll hear it a billion more before you go into the ground. And whether or not you like it or don't like it, you kind of like it, I guess. That's the way it is, you know. And this kind of ties into the big, spectacular best of 1991 thing I plan on doing here sooner than later. I've almost got it all calculated up. But I did notice something pretty glaring. And because of current events as well, or I guess current old events. So Nirvana's Nevermind turned 30 uh, about last week. And it's getting a lot of extra, extra traction. It's it's always very popular. It's one of those albums. I, I mentioned Back in Black before, you know, Rumors, those, those kind of records. It's up there with those classic albums, and it will be forever because it moved the needle quite a bit. It changed a lot of things forever. It It is that record. So, that all being said, as I've been doing the calculations for the 1991 Best of Spectacular there's a slight spoiler here I'm going to open up the show with. Never mind that classic album. And I'm not hating on it, but it didn't do that great in the scoring system. I'm not going to tell you what I scored it at, but it may or may not make my 91 spectacular. If it does, it's going to be near the bottom. And I'm not a Nirvana hater. I know that that sounds like I'm the opposite of that, but I honestly am not a Nirvana hater on principle in the sense like I hate that old man dialogue that it killed off the party and everything and you know it did but I mean things go in cycles and the the party came back and things are still happening with the music that Nirvana and grunge totally supposedly killed off but in that's just that's cycles that's popular culture in cycles uh, it's been going on forever. It'll continue to go on. Uh, you know, no one knows where music and popular culture will go decade by decade. We used to know, but now there's everything's off the table. But that all being said, uh, you know, I hate the old man, you know, like, oh, Nirvana killed everything off and grunge killed everything. No, it's just the, the spirit of punk rock and hardcore and even heavy metal and all these other cool subgenres, uh, that's... Grunge came out of that, and, you know, it's part of the overall thing. It's part of the overall dialogue. So on that principle, I don't hate on Nirvana. You know, I just don't think Nevermind is all that, you know, as far as my personal taste. Uh, I like a lot of these other so-called grunge albums, but Nevermind, for me, it's a really good EP, and that's where I stand with it. That's I've given it plenty of chances. I've gone back to it a lot. But at the end of the day, I like about half of it really well. Like half of the album I gave like a full point to. There's a couple of songs that are just dire to me. And some of it is just okay. So, you know, it's uh, that's just how I feel. So basically what I'm doing here, and I'll explain it to you really quickly over the next minute before we get to the next song here, is I'm going to take Nevermind, deconstruct it, and basically do a tribute cover show 
to my favorite songs off of Nevermind. There will be a couple of songs that were half pointers that are pretty notable that I have good covers for, or at least notable covers for. So we're going to sprinkle some of those in there, and then I'll have a nice, fun surprise at the end of everything. So here you go. This is my Rock Strikes 10 official, you know, recognition of Nirvana and Nevermind, of course. There you go. This is it for me. So we kick things off with uh, one of Kurt Cobain's favorite bands of all time, a band that he apparently roadied for a little bit and, you know, helped along the way. A band that basically got signed to a major label because of Nirvana, so the association definitely helped. The Melvins, and I, I love me some Melvins. Big fan, seen them a bunch of times. There are people that hate the Melvins and or look at them the way that a lot of people look at Nirvana, but I do love me some Melvins. Uh, that was their version of Smells Like Teen Spirit. I played that version forever ago on my show. I'm talking when the show was really in its infancy. One of my favorite earlier episodes of Rock Strikes 10 was a show called Perfect Strangers, where I took these kind of one-off collaborations of people that seemingly had nothing in common on the front end and made some pretty cool music out of it. But of course, it had to be not just the novelty of the bit of that duet, but I actually had to like the song. I actually like that version. That was the Melvins with 70s teen idol Leif Garrett on lead vocals right there. That was on the Melvins album called The Cry Baby. That was album number three of a trilogy they put out within like 99 to 2000. Every album has a little bit of a loose theme to it. On that third album, The Cry Baby, it's all them doing collaborations with different bands. There's some cool things that they do with Jesus Lizard and Skeleton Key and Tool and stuff like that. So if you want to hear a really wacky melvin's album where they work with other people go check out the crybaby all right like i said we are doing covers of pretty much the nevermind songs that i like a couple that i'm okay with that are notable and like i said one surprise here at the end and we're pretty much going to go in chronological order of the songs that i do like on nevermind continuing on the second song on nevermind is my favorite song on nevermind and my favorite overall nirvana song in bloom love in bloom never get sick of it for me personally, this is the song that made Dave Grohl in my mind. This is this is the one that broke him for me and made him untouchable. One of the great drummers ever. I don't like a lot of the In Bloom covers. Hardly any, honestly. I've heard a few and they're just okay. And this is going to get into the argument of do you go straight forward with a cover or do you make it your own? Uh, more often than not, I'd say 7.5 to 8 out of 10 times, you want to make it your own. That smells like Teen Spirit cover. Obviously an exception because I like the bit. Obviously... And from what I understand, they may have done that cover to piss off Courtney Love. And who doesn't love that? <laughs> no pun intended. Pun intended. Uh, but yeah, this cover of In Bloom, I, I went out of my way to try to find one that I thought would stand out. And I found a great one here. I did not know this existed. But yeah, here you go. To represent In Bloom, one of my favorite modern singer-songwriter guys, who also has a pop metal past with the band South Gang. But yes, Butch Walker. So Butch Walker and the Black Widows is going to entertain you right here with their version of my favorite Nirvana song, In Bloom. Enjoy. Spring is here 
Butch Walker and the Black Widows right there with In Bloom. That was taken off of, I guess it's still called Spin Magazine, but yeah, Spin put out a compilation called Newer Mind a little while back. And, you know, the different artists to represent each song on Nevermind. Basically kind of what I'm doing here on the show. Actually a lot like what I'm doing on the show here. And as a rule, I don't like taking songs off of the same record or tribute album when i do these kind of shows especially dealing with covers but i am going to make an exception later on in the show there will be another track from this newer mind compilation i couldn't help it i wanted to make the show as unique as possible i do my best but it was between these two artists and i could not make a decision more on that later i said more on okay this next one right here is a song that is notable to where we need to have it on this kind of episode. You can't pay tribute to Nevermind without talking about this song. I am not a big fan of the song. This is one of those overplayed songs that I'm not a big fan of. I think I gave it like half a point. Uh, it's okay. Uh, just, you know, like I said, this is one of those that doesn't get the pass for me. I just can't put it in that back in black, welcome to the jungle, walk this way, smells like teen spirit thing. Uh, come as you are. And if you like the song, great. That's awesome. Uh, and if you are especially a big fan of the song, we're going to play a straight-up cover of this, and we're going to do a little Pepsi Challenge action. I am not going to tell you who's singing this. I will give you a little bit of a hint. This used to be what was called a Golden Throat selection back in the day. If you don't know, Golden Throats was where uh, they take actors and they do like bad or cheesy versions of songs that you know. I don't think this is a bad, cheesy version. At best... 
And this is probably along where it should lie. I think this is a really decent karaoke version of this song. It's a straight up cover, uh, you know, and there's nothing wrong with it. Honestly, at the end of the day, it's in key to the original yada yada. So let me know what you think seriously. And if you are familiar with this version, great. But if you don't know who this is up front, be honest. Let me know what you think. So here you go. Here is a uh, version you may not know that existed of Come As You Are. Check it out. Okay, you got your scorecards turned in. That was actor Evan Peters doing his version of Come As You Are. That was taken 
from the American Horror Story Freak Show season, or Freaks, or whatever it's called. I, I liked the first season of American Horror Story okay. I kind of gave up halfway through the second season. I've never been back to it. If there's something, you know, after that worth pursuing, let me know. Uh, I don't really like Ryan Murphy, honestly, on principle, but yeah, let me know. Anyway, but I do like Evan Peters, actually, because he's the good Quicksilver, if you know what I'm talking about. He was in the X-Men side of things. There's two Quicksilvers. I'm not going to go into it, but he's the better one, in my opinion. Nothing against the other guy, but I love him in Days of Future Past, X-Men Days of Future Past. The way they introduce Quicksilver into their version of that whole side of things is great. And the fact that he was retconned into the Disney MCU via WandaVision, I thought was really funny and great. I hope they stick with it, honestly, because I like him in this role. So we'll see what happens. There's my little nerd talk. Not that this isn't a nerdy show anyway. There you go. We tied it into some MCU talk. Uh, man, what's going on with it? Matt Ashcraft, let me know. Okay, so there you go. Evan Peters doing Come As You Are. And we're moving on through the Nevermind album via covers. We're on to our friends, the Dolly Rots. They, as luck would have it, dropped a cover of this song here last week to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Nevermind. They're legit fans. And uh, go, go check out the uh, band art for this single release here. Uh, you can find it on Bandcamp. I'll give you some more info after we play the song. And I love this because they, they have posted pictures, uh, Kelly and Lewis, they have posted pictures of themselves with their high school photos. And Lewis is legit wearing a Nirvana shirt in his school photo. They matched it up with their kids' school photo shots, and they just all line up so well. And I love that. And the song itself lends itself to starting a family. Uh, whether it's intended ironically originally or not, I'm not sure. But I know that the Dolly Rots are on the level with this theme, and they do it better than most everybody. They really sell you that whole family thing. And uh, even though I'm not interested in having kids, I like seeing people parenting right. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a softie when it comes to that. I've got issues. Uh, but, yes, we love the Dolly Rots around here, and I think you'll love this version of this killer rocker right here. Definitely a song that gets a full point on the original album. So here's the Dolly Rots doing Breed. Turn it up.
good. All right, the Dolly Rots right there with Breed. They put that one out last week. Uh, it's on their Bandcamp, and I believe you could just get it for free or pay very little to get it. Uh, I recommend putting it in your digital library. Uh, if there's a physical 7-inch, I'm going to buy it at some point for sure. But for right now, I recommend go on their Bandcamp. Uh, give them a buck or two. Come on, they're they're great people. And Bandcamp is a great way to support bands, especially your favorite independent artists. I can tell you for sure, I know for a fact I've seen enough bands say it, they get a better percentage on Bandcamp than anywhere else. I'm talking anywhere. So go get on Bandcamp and support your favorite artists. Buy physical media or downloads from them. Good art deserves to be well represented and paid for. All right. Here's my PSA for the day. Uh, yeah, Dolly Rots, good friends of ours when they come to town. And speaking of good friends, speaking of good family right here, let's right this wrong and finally play this band on Rock Strikes 10. I feel like an asshole that I haven't played these guys ever. Uh, my bad. Uh, these are good people right here. And I'm not just saying that. Uh, but, man, the Polyphonic Spree, I gotta say, this version right here belongs in the upper echelon of covers right here. Because it's it's faithful to the original but just these little things about it make it a true cover uh so the song lithium when nirvana sings it it in my opinion and this is my opinion right here but i think i'm pretty spot on so hear me out so lithium performed by nirvana the original version uh you get the sense of it's a very autobiographical song that kurt wrote we know how kurt's thing ended at the end of the day uh, when So when Nirvana does it, and like pretty much all their songs, probably all their songs, it's the negative side of things. So when you hear the word lithium and you think about, you know, drugs that are supposed to be mood enhancers that maybe stop you from doing bad things or make you just feel better in general, that's the original intention for these things. I'd like to think that it's not just to make money. It's to make people feel better and get better, you know, mentally and physically or what have you. Uh, you know, that's definitely how medication started, at least. That all being said, sidebar and all, when Nirvana sings Lithium, the way that Kurt wrote it and originally performed it, you think about the negative side of things and the negative side effects and what these, you know, mood enhancers could do or not do for you. It doesn't sound like it's enhancing your life, basically. But when the polyphonic spree sing about it, feels like this is where the happy positive vibes come from uh depending on how you want to look at it this version could be the darker version it just depends on how your perception is but that's what makes this a great cover and it belongs in that upper echelon so here you go it's the polyphonic spree and their amazing interpretation of lithium Candles in a daze Cause I found God Yeah 
shaved my head And I'm not sad And just maybe I'm to blame for all I've heard But I'm not sure I'm so excited I can't wait to meet you there But I don't care I'm so horny That's okay
All right, don't you feel better? That was Lithium, performed by the Polyphonic Spree. That was a bonus track on the Fragile Army album from 2007. So make sure you get that limited edition version to get those bonus tracks. Hey, I'm looking over the credits. I know some of these people. That's really weird. Man, great job, guys, if you're hearing this. But yeah, that's one of the first times I've read credits on a record as I'm putting it on the show. Maybe that's what's held me back from playing them all these years. But yeah, you know, even with all that being said, I was more happy to see their names on there than even some of the more popular names on that record. Seeing Mike Garcon have a, have a credit on this record and uh, yeah, Annie Clark, better known as St. Vincent, is on this record. So yeah, that's, uh, that's weird, wacky, wild stuff. Anyway, once again, killer cover. And I'm not just saying that. I thought that was a great cover long before I knew who the hell they were. Okay. Don't believe me? Go look up all the nerd blogs, greatest covers of all time. You'll see that entry on there consistently and constantly. Not just me. Okay. Moving over to something completely different. We go from this great mood enhancer to just a a mess of a cover, but I love it. Uh, This was taken off of a really fun live album from the early 90s which was a kind of a comeback album in a sense from SOD stormtroopers of death, you know, kind of a thrash hardcore supergroup hybrid thing, you know, Billy Milano from MOD, Scott and Charlie from anthrax, Dan Lilliker, also ex anthrax, but then nuclear assault later on all the lyrics uh, from their initial album are just offensive as shit. And one could, if they didn't know, one could see that they might be like almost like a hate group, but it couldn't be further from the truth. You know, at the time it was just a parody and I'm sure they're probably, it seems like they're almost kind of burying it a little bit now, nowadays. And I totally get it. But you know, I, you know, as a teenager, man, I love those SOD records and I did not take it seriously. I did not grow up to be a hateful, shitty person. Obviously you listen to this show for a minute, you'll know that. Uh, but yeah, I still love picking up the SOD records. And I really love this live record, Live at Budokan. Uh, not live at Budokan. Uh, full disclosure, it's live at the Ritz in New York City. And they did a couple of, you know, comeback shows here. And they threw in a bunch of cover songs, you know, to pad the show. Because, you know, their one full-length album at the time, Speak English or Die, uh, wasn't very long. So they, they put in a bunch of covers. There's some uh, some ministry covers in there. They do an MOD song or two, I believe. Uh, yeah. You know, it's a lot of fun, once again. And, as luck would have it, they threw in a Nirvana song right here towards the end of the show. And I'm not going to play the whole intro. I really think you should just listen to the whole thing in the context of a live album. It's one of my favorite live albums because it is straight live, you know. No no touch-ups. It's kind of a mess at times. There's mistakes all over the place. But it's equal metal, hardcore, punk rock, just loosey-goosey. Uh, definitely going in with the, the kind of grunge attitude for sure. Just kind of not giving a shit and just kind of having fun, you know? Yeah, okay. So, that all being said, they did this cover not too long after Nevermind came out. Obviously, at the time, Nirvana was definitely popular. And they even make a note about it, you know, being a trendy thing to do by covering a Nirvana song. But in this sense, it, I don't think this was rehearsed at all. They literally supposedly just do this on the fly. And there's video evidence of this because there's a home video release for it in DVD. Billy Milano is not familiar enough with the song to where he definitely has to use a cheat sheet with all the lyrics on there. 
Uh, Charlie Benante switches from drums to guitar. Scott Ian switches from guitar to drums. And wackiness ensues. So here you go. Here's a fun train wreck version. A live version of Territorial Pissings. Here you go. And obviously, if you're a fan, you could tell they were reaching to try to get into a little bit of drain you right there at the end, being very familiar with the record, even though it's kind of in its infancy of release at that point. But there you go. S.O.D., their live cover of Territorial Pissings. Uh, Another song that got a full point for me on my scoring of Nevermind. We are moving on to the next song, which is Drain You. Nice segue. Thanks, guys. And I actually have a decent memory of Drain You. I remember MTV playing that live video of of Nirvana playing in their studio where they play Drain You. It's a pretty cool version. There's kids in the audience. And and in the solo section, they go into a little bit of Endless Nameless, if you know what that is. So, yeah, I have a decent memory of it. And I like the song on the record pretty well. I think it got a point for sure. Uh, This cover is definitely a true cover, much like the Butch Walker version you heard earlier. And also a segue, in a sense, that this also comes from that Spin Magazine or Spin Online compilation, Newer Mind. This was the other entry that, like, I have to put this on here. Also, I love this band. This is one of my favorite modern rock bands of the last decade and change. Uh, Great band from Cleveland, Foxy Shazam. If you love pompous, over-the-top, you know, with some ambiguity and all that kind of stuff, Foxy Shazam is your band. Glam rock forever. Uh, Go check their stuff out. 
Uh, they were kind of on hiatus for a little while. Now that seems like they're back. They were trying to play some shows before COVID. And now it looks like those shows may actually happen. I hope it leads to other things. I'd love to see this band live to see what they're like live. Because I have no idea what kind of show they would do. But I'm assuming it would be super fun and super memorable. Uh, but until then, check this out. This is Foxy Shazam's really neat, unique take on Drain You. Enjoy.
I know I said it before I played that version, but it definitely bears repeating. What a unique version right there of Drain You by Foxy Shazam. Go check their stuff out if you're intrigued. I like them. I recommend them. They got about three or four records out. All right. This one is the dark horse of the collection in the sense that definitely the least known artist on here. And I don't know anything about this guy, but this is one of those things where I believe that, you know, these streaming services of the world, like maybe a Spotify or something like that, uh, can be a good thing because it led to the discovery of this guy for me. And, you know, I just kind of start doing that thing. Uh, it's really fun for me to like dive deep and like type in and find all these different cover versions of these songs. I'm trying to build my own like ultimate kiss and Alice Cooper covers collection. And honestly, tools like Spotify are really helping me to find versions that I've never heard before. And I really enjoy this is no exception. And I decided to use that method for finding good covers of songs from Nevermind and or just other Nirvana covers. I might've wanted to feature on this episode. So, it led me to this guy right here. This guy's name is Anthony Brodeur, and you, you gotta type him up and look up this album here. And it's Anthony, B-R-O-D-E-U-R. I would not have to spell that if you're a hardcore hockey fan. But yes, Anthony Brodeur, he's got an album out here called Neverminding. And it is a track-by-track track tribute to Nevermind. And the most basic explanation I can give it is it's done in the style, you know, it's a mashup kind of thing. It's done in the style of 60s British Invasion, very Beatlesque, uh, heavy on the Beatles influence for sure. I hear some early Bee Gees in there, which, you know, you could argue that's also a Beatles thing. But I hear some Bee Gees in there and some other things, maybe a little kinks, you know, stuff like that. Some just some cool garage bands from the 60s. It's in that style. And it's obvious he's going for that because the cover of the, the art of the album here, it says Neverminding on top in the, you know, Nirvana Nevermind font there. And it's got a Ringo Starr-esque drum set with a Beatles font drum head with his name, Anthony Brodeur, on the drum head. Which is way better than to use a naked baby so you don't get censored off of these things. So, that all being said, I recommend going and checking this version of Nevermind out. Neverminding by Anthony Brodeur. Initially, I was going to play his version of Drain You because that's the thing I heard and found first. But since I played Foxy Shazam's version of Drain You, I decided I'd go with this one right here because this was another one of those songs that actually got a point for me, and I do like this song. Uh, so here you go. Without further delay, here is Anthony Brodeur and his really neat interpretation of On a Plane. I'll start this off without any words I got so high, I scratched till I bled I love myself better than you I know it's wrong, so what should I do? The funniest day that I ever had Was when I learned to cry on command I love myself better than you I know it's wrong, so what should I do? Say, don't quote me on that. I love my- 
Anthony Brodeur, in my opinion, hitting a home run with this whole never-minding release. It did come out this year in anticipation, I'm sure, of the 30th anniversary of Nevermind, but who knows? Maybe he didn't know. Maybe he's just a fan, and this is what he's been planning for years and years. But recommended. Uh, he made Polly and Something in the Way enjoyable. And to me, I would shake your hand for that, because I've never liked those songs. Uh, you know, the, uh, the sentiment's fine lyrically, but I've never dug those songs at all. He makes them fun. He makes them great for me. So if you're like me or you're a big Beatles nerd or Nirvana nerd or both, you're going to love Neverminding. All right, put that on the hype sticker when you put the physical out. Okay, getting into kind of the encore of the show, in my opinion, because, uh, you know, come as you are aside, those were my favorite songs from Nevermind. Those are the ones that I had put on my Nevermind EP. I would love to have that physical copy. But I'm going to represent one more song from Nevermind, a song that I gave half a point to. And I was talking about Hall of Fame covers before. Anytime this guy has done a cover, it belongs in the upper echelon Hall of Fame of covers. I think you will agree with me here. I usually don't call it like that in advance, but I got a feeling because this guy was great, man. And I miss this guy every day. I miss him so freaking much. Uh, he barely had any time with him. Uh, but the late, great Screaming Eagle of Soul, Mr. Charles Bradley, turns in a Nirvana cover and he really makes it. I talked about how Anthony Brodeur made some of these songs great for me. This song, it, it went from half a point, it's okay, to like, wow. And I, a lot of you have probably heard Charles Bradley's amazing cover of Black Sabbath's Changes. 
It's great. It's up there. Uh, this one, so good. And once again, like I said, takes an okay-ish song and really does make it great. Uh, so here you go. Second to last song of the night. This is Charles Bradley and his cover version of Stay Away. said it all charles that was charles bradley doing stay away the nevermind song to where it sounds like nirvana was just doing a cover and yeah okay that that's how charles bradley rolls same thing with sharon jones the daptone family is strong in its legacy and will be in my forever record collection 
just the best. Okay. You could find that on, uh, it was originally actually a bonus track uh, on, not on the vinyl, but like if you got the download card with the vinyl, that's what it's become nowadays. Two bonus tracks added to the No Time for Dreaming release, Charles Bradley's first studio album. There's that cover, and there's also a cover of Neil Young's Heart of Gold, which is also great. But that one's the show stealer right there. Uh, it's not hard for you to get the entire Charles Bradley catalog. It's three studio albums and one compilation. That version is also on the compilation Black Velvet, which has all the rest of his covers and B-sides, and it's all great. Go get it all. Okay. I'm off the hook with Nevermind. This is the last song of the night. I do have another Nirvana cover that I really enjoy. Uh, and in my opinion, also an enhanced cover to where I like it better than the original. I don't have a lot of love for Bleach or, you know, really anything else outside of Nevermind. I will say that I'm that guy. There's a few songs here and there, but for the most part, eh. I hate the production on Bleach, and I'm not big on the songs, and I'm not a fan of In Utero really at all, hardly, sans a couple of songs. But, hey, I like this, so that should account for something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's close off with a real rocker right here. Uh, kind of, I guess, influenced by Nirvana, even though some of these people really exist before Nirvana. This is kind of weird. It's like... Hey, we're elder statesmen, but also wayward sons. It's it's a weird bubble right here, but you, you know you'll know what I mean once you hear it. Closing off the show today, this is Velvet Revolver and their version of Negative Creep. Turn it up. <laughs> Let's go. 
Closing out the show here tonight, that was Velvet Revolver. The late Scott Weiland, along with the great Slash and Duff McKagan, also Dave Kushner and Matt Sorum. That wasn't Creep, or Creep. That was Negative Creep. And yeah, that's a that's a really rare track. Uh, that was on like this promo EP that was like I guess a bonus disc if you bought it in certain stores, a little bonus CD EP of cover songs that Velvet Revolver did during the sessions for their first album, Contraband. They started off just doing a cover. There's a they did a cover of Pink Floyd's Money. I remember that, and they did their album. This EP had that Negative Creep cover on there, also Cheap Trick Surrender and Aerosmith's No More No More. There may have been a fourth song, but I'm forgetting what it is right now, but I'll, I'll, I'll go look it up if that's the case. Maybe I'll play it on a future show. But yeah, I really like that. They did great covers, by the way, and I like a handful of Velvet Revolver songs. Probably their best songs being their two ballads, Fall to Pieces and The Last Fight. Man, that's a great song, The Last Fight, but that's for another show. Okay, so I'm done here with my Nirvana tribute, and uh, I hope this was a nice little olive branch handshake and a little bit of a sorry for the fact that Nevermind will not do very well on the best of 1991 Super Spectacular, but I still think it'll be a Super Spectacular special. It's coming soon. It's coming real soon. I'm just finalizing the rankings here, and the odds and end shows for that's going to be great as well, so stay tuned. Big things doing here on Rock Strikes 10. For now, I'm going to send you over right here to my better half, Nola, with the plugs and the best damn outro song in all the podcasting business. Make sure you stay tuned through the rest of the show. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, our new kittens, Ruby and Ripley, get a treat. We're on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have RockStrikes10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going back all the way to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. Talking Rock with Joey and the great Mark Streakle of Talking Metal. And the I Am Vinyl Podcast with Pete LaRusa and occasionally Joey. Last but not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRusa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun.
post-game show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it.